Hey, Spook Squad listeners. Thanks for tuning in to this first demo episode. Hope you like it and hope you keep up. Uh, if you want more updates, you can follow me on Twitter at SkinnyMeanDan for more horror goodness and more future episodes. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the episode. <laughs> Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Spook Squad with Dan and Allie. I am one half of your hosts. I am Dan. I am decapitated from the waist down. Uh, is that decapitated? I feel like that only accounts for your head. I think I misspoke there. Oh, well. Well, anyway, we're going to get into a demo episode here. I wanted to talk to you guys about something that's been in horror news last couple of weeks and something that's been just kind of sticking in my head and I just kind of needed to get my thoughts out there. I'm talking about scary stories to tell in the dark now i don't know if you guys remember this from when you were kids but i definitely do scary stories to tell in the dark was this collection of like short horror stories it was written by alvin schwartz and it had these incredible illustrations by stephen gamble which are just totally unforgettable and i remember vividly ordering this from Scholastic Newsletter when I was a kid. It was this thing that you could send away from books and you're in like elementary school. And I scared the living shit out of myself because these stories and the illustrations were so scary for a little kid. And I've been obsessed with horror stuff for many, many years. It started with literature and then it kind of turned into film and stuff. So imagine how thrilled I was to learn that they were going to adapt scary stories to tell in the dark into a feature-length film. This year, 2019, it's a wonderful thing. And... Guillermo del Toro is involved. I think he's like a producer or something like that, but he's his name is definitely attached to the project. He's not directing. The director is someone named Andre Overdahl. I hope I'm saying that right. If I'm not, I sincerely apologize. But this is this is happening this year. This is a, a big one that's going to come out this year. I, you know, I think that there were teasers for this movie that were shown during the Super Bowl, and they were actually pretty effective from what I remember. They were just little clips of the scary bits, which I thought was total genius in terms of marketing horror. Just show us the scary stuff and, like, all the plot stuff. We'll get to that later. So I thought that was a really cool and interesting way to get people involved. Guillermo del Toro is attached to it. I was... Really, really thrilled about this project for a long time. I thought it could be a really interesting mainstream horror release. Well, one of the first teaser trailers dropped a couple weeks ago now, and I got to say, I have one very specific thing to say about it. Now, whatever you think about the story, which seems to be pretty generic, kind of high school kids caught in something, you know, a little bit out of their depth sort of thing, supernatural, uh, you know, that's all well and good. We need some kind of framework for us to empathize with these characters, for these stories to matter, right? I mean, it is mainstream horror cinema. We're not talking about extreme cinema where we totally lose plot or characterization or anything like that for just this extreme visceral cinema experience. This is mainstream cinema we're talking about. So we need some kind of plot here. Totally understandable. It's not going to work as this anthology sort of thing. However, I watched this trailer, and I have to tell you guys, I was disappointed by one thing in particular, because there was this one story in there that maybe you guys are familiar with, not even from scary stories to tell in the dark, but just as an urban legend. It was a really popular urban legend, and once I start telling it, I'm sure that you are pretty much going to finish the thought for me. It's very simple. Girl goes camping. You know, it's a 
outdoorsy sort of experience. She comes back. She's got this weird bite. She doesn't know what it is. She kind of leaves it alone. It seems irritated. She touches it, and it really hurts. And then weeks go by. You know, this thing looks worse and worse and worse. She starts poking at it. Turns out it was a spider that laid eggs inside of her skin, and a bunch of baby spiders pop out. It is terrifying. And so many people I know have been haunted by this story. Now, it's just an urban legend as far as I know. Uh, I, <laughs> you can't, that doesn't actually happen. But it's terrifying. I mean, like, it really is. And it's, you know, spiders, arachnophobia, so common. I mean, this just had to be included in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, the movie, because it was such an effective story. And I remember it being told around campfires countless times when I was a kid, sleepovers, slumber parties, whole nine yards. But I watched this trailer. And I see that segment, and I'll tell you why I was disappointed. Because, and I'm so sorry to say it, and so sorry to be so predictable here, but it was CGI spiders. Now, they didn't show the whole thing because that would kind of spoil the story, but from what you saw, yes, it was a CGI kind of bump on her face, CGI spiders, and dude, come on. Now, this is... I know, not Guillermo del Toro, but if you're a producer on this thing, Guillermo del Toro, I want you guys to think about this. Remember Pan's Labyrinth? How horrifying, how real all of that was? I mean, this was a person who had a real passion for filmmaking that felt real, creating these fantasy worlds, and he still has an eye for it. This is a man who's an Oscar winner now, who could do whatever he damn well pleases. He won an Oscar for The Shape of Water. That's a monster movie, and he won Picture of the Year, I think, and that's incredible. Look, the fish suit, that whole thing, those are what we call practical effects, and if you keep listening to the podcast, you're going to hear me talk about practical effects quite a lot because I, myself, am a huge fan of them. I'm going to give you the very briefest rundown in terms of what I'm talking about. So as opposed to CGI, you know, a computer-generated image, which I think we're all familiar with, uh, practical effects refer to, you know, makeup, good old fake blood, you know, props, uh, you know, stuff like that, what I call real movie magic, taking nothing, making it into something. And, you know, I'm no expert here, but for me, I'll just speak from my own personal experiences. When I see these effects, it feels more real to me than CGI. I think because my brain is registering, that is a real real object or person or whatever in the room with everyone else right then in that moment. Now, that's movie magic to me. That that's kind of, you know, and I'm I'm a bit of a sucker for it. So, I have to admit that my perspective here is a little bit biased, but someone used to share that perspective with me, Guillermo del Toro. The man was incredible with practical special effects and with making something out of nothing. He was a genius at it. And I understand that as time has gone by, he has changed as a filmmaker. I, I remember even just thinking about the difference between the first Hellboy movie and then Hellboy the Dark Army, I believe it was called. Um, there was so much CGI in the sequel, and I understood in that moment that that meant that Guillermo del Toro was changing as a filmmaker. Now, that's continued to be true. But for scary stories to tell in the dark, this true blue just horror film, that's what it is. Would it be so hard to just put some spiders on a lady? I'm sorry to say it, but I think it's totally possible and not that unreasonable to say if we want this little segment to be effective, let's get some 
makeup, you know, put a sack of spiders on a girl's face. She picks at it. Sack comes open. Spiders all over the face. Incredible. I guarantee, I guarantee you would never forget that segment if you went to see that movie because it's real spiders and you would get super creeped out. Now, I understand filming with real live creatures. That's a different thing these days because animal rights and I'm all for it and I understand. But I still think there was a way to pull off this segment without CGI. Give me an example. In the 80s, there was this wonderful adaptation of 80s horror comics. It was called Creepshow. It was a horror anthology series. It was directed by George Romero. It was written by Stephen King. Awesome film. I guarantee that everyone should check it out because it's so campy and the practical special effects are very, very good. And the stories are a little bit goofy, a little bit scary. Uh, It's a great film that I recommend to everybody. But I'm specifically talking about the last segment. The last segment, I don't want to give too much away, but it climaxes in a huge rush of cockroaches just coming out of every orifice of this house. And it's disgusting and unforgettable because there are so many, it defies logic how many cockroaches there are. In fact, cockroaches were the most expensive thing in that film. This is true. George Romero said that was the largest piece of the budget they needed to allocate was for all of the cockroaches that they were going to use in that segment. That's dedication. And as a result, that's an unforgettable piece of film. Unforgettable. And I only wish that Guillermo del Toro would get back in touch with his horror roots a little bit and give us some of that practical effects movie magic that we know that he's capable of and that I feel like people want anyway. Uh, But, you know, this Andre over, he's not a nobody. Uh, He's directed Troll Hunter, which, you know, had some acclaim behind it. Uh, I'm still waiting to see that one myself, unfortunately. But I have seen The Autopsy of Jane Doe, uh, which he also directed. And I was frankly a fan. I I enjoyed it. Uh, Looking back on it, I think that there were CGI special effects used. But uh, I don't remember it bothering me too much. uh, The way that it's particularly stuck in my craw with this trailer. But... Uh, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. The film comes out in August, and, uh, you know, as disappointed as I am, I'm probably still going to end up going to see it, and uh, I wonder what you guys think. Uh, let us know. Uh, let me know on Twitter or, uh, you know, in the comments of this, or, you know, hey, let's just kind of get a beer and talk about movies and horror and stuff like that. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, this has been Dan, Spook Squad, signing out. <laughs> <laughs>